0: This is episode 23 with Tabitha, mom blogger of The Mama Matters, and today we're talking about her favorite topic, routines, establishing routines that stick for mothers so you can bring more joy, energy, and reduce the chaos in your day-to-day life.
1: And so that has been even more important with having kids because I want to be free and available to be present with them and really enjoy the time with them and have fun with them and not be constantly worried about meal planning and laundry and cleaning my house and all of these things. So the routines have really been crucial for taking care of that.
0: Hey, moms, are you tired of being tired or maybe yelling at your kids, or maybe you need to know how to get your strength back postpartum, or learn to manage your stress trying to do it all, or just to become a more confident mom. If so, then welcome to Citrus Love, keeping motherhood inspired, I'm Christiane Bégin, a mother of two, sharing inspiring conversations with wonderful people on how we can be mentally and physically stronger moms, and also including freshly squeezed ideas, a little bit of fun, so you can learn how to find balance and also how to raise strong, caring, confident kids in today's world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Citrus Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope that you're doing well at home during this time. I'm thinking of you. I'm thinking of the world, hoping that these episodes will bring you some hope or some strength or some joy or some connection if you feel isolated as a mom. Today, we're talking about something that might be really useful for you, and that's with Tabitha, who is a mom blogger of The Mama Matters. She lives in Alaska, and she's obsessed with routines. We're going to talk about evening routines and morning routines and share different ideas and tips of why those are important to bring more joy, calm, and less overwhelm also included in this episode a bonus pdf file so you'll see it where you're listening and also on our page citruslove.com slash this episode 23 you'll have a bonus document the acronyms we've talked about today about the morning routines and evening routines they're easy to print out two pages you can put it on your fridge put it in your your room on your computer and this will remind you of some ideas that you can start implementing or trying it's all about designing a motherhood that you love and to feel as best as you can so without further ado let's listen in to our conversation Welcome Tabitha and thank you for being on Citrus Love Podcast today. So today we are going to be talking about routines, morning routines, evening routines for mothers specifically. uh, Mm -hmm. to help them to help them focus, be energized, reduce the anxiety and the chaos and overwhelm in their day to day lives.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love nerding out about routines so I'm really looking forward to this. This is gonna be so much fun.
0: (laughs) So we're actually recording pretty early for you because you're in Alaska and because of our time zones is it like mm-hmm. 5 a.m. right it now <laughs> crazy. so you're a morning person I'm I'm totally. So I want to know, did you have a chance to do your your morning routine before we got started this morning?
1: I did. Yes, I am practically religious about it. I do take one day off a week where I just sleep in and then it's kind of chaos because the kids are waking me up and I don't have a moment to do it. But it's self-reinforcing because my day is so much better with it that I'm very motivated to do it. Mm -hmm. You
0: love routines. What happened that made you focus? Kiss on this?
1: I learned early on that there are these little monotonous things that we have to do in life. These little regular chores. Like for example, if your house is messy, you're just going to be constantly nagging at me if I don't take care of it. And so I just felt frustrated like these little things that had to be done would just be nagging at my energy and my attention constantly until I did them. And it was just like exhausting. I'd be like, why am I exhausted from cleaning my house? And I haven't started cleaning my house. I'm just thinking about cleaning my house. (laughs) So what I love about routines is that it gives a time and a place so that my mental energy isn't constantly spinning on these things. I just, I start doing it and it becomes pretty automatic and it takes a little effort to make it automatic, but I just love that when routines become automatic, it's it's so beautiful because those little routine things are taken care of and it frees up all my mental space and energy to be more creative or just be fully present with my family or focus on what I'm doing. I'm not feeling distracted. And even if my house is messy, I don't care because I know that I have a routine and the next morning I'm going to do my 10 minutes of turbo tidy. I'm going to, you know, just because as I'm sure, you know, like being a stay at home mom, your house can be constantly dirty and you can mm-hmm. be constantly cleaning it all day. And then your husband gets home at the end of the day and it's messier than when it, when he left and he's mm-hmm. like, how is this possible? You're like, yes. I don't know what's possible. That's gosh. just how it is. So building these routines just really automates the process and it doesn't weigh on my mental energy all day, which is just so important and a huge game changer for me. Mm -hmm. You share on
0: your website quite a few ideas, uh, Mama Matters. Where do you get your inspiration to maybe add a new part to your routine or do you ever switch
1: it up? The way my brain works is I try to distill things down into the most simple form and do something that is going to be the lead domino, like the root cause. What can I, what's the one thing that I can do that will make everything else easier? But at the same time, like I crave some novelty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So my my routines definitely do evolve. There's some that are cornerstones that are just they're always necessary. And and maybe what they look like changes a little bit. But overall, I have some kind of cornerstone habits. And then I have some others that kind of ebb and flow, like I'll, you know, get inspired on something, read something. I'm super into personal growth books, So I read a ton. And so a lot of times I'll learn a new idea in there and give it a try. And then My routines are just kind of the the core things that stick over time. Mm -hmm. Has your routine
0: changed a lot since becoming a mom?
1: Well, right after we had our son, I just felt like it was so wildly new. You know, when a, when a child is born, it's like a mother is born too. Like mm-hmm. you've been in this world, but it, your world completely changes. And so I was definitely knocked off of everything for a while and felt <laughs> completely disoriented. Mm-hmm. But after, after a few months, I learned that I could get back to my routines. It just looked a little different with kids. And so that has been even more important with having kids because I want to be free and available to be present with them and really enjoy the time with them and have fun with them and not be constantly worried about meal planning and laundry and cleaning my house and all of these things. So the routines have really been crucial for taking care of that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Do you decide,
0: okay, my morning routine should only last, I don't know, 15 minutes. Is
1: there a specific time you're allowing? to these routines it depends on the day but I do have like a minimum like quick and dirty morning routine that can be done as fast as six minutes. And those are the mornings where I just woke up a little bit before the kids or I have a big project that I really just need to get through the ritual to set me up for success and spend my time working on the project or whatever. There's other mornings where I will like gratitude, for example, I will just get really into that and just feel like really inspired. Like, you know what, I am going to write thank you cards to all the people I can think of right now. Now who I want to show my gratitude for them. And really that can take, you know, a lot of time. So it depends on the day, but definitely I have my quick standard version that can be done in just six minutes.
0: Let's start with some examples of these routines that you share. I want to start with the evening routine the listeners will understand why after we go through <laughs> a few of them. So evening routines, this is interesting because you always think morning routines. Everyone mm-hmm. talks about the morning routine. Mm-hmm. Very
1: few talk about
0: evening routines. So I really enjoy this about what you were doing.
1: I actually recently was able to put my evening routine into an acronym to make it easier for people who are building this habit in order Mm -hmm. to be able to remember it. So as you mentioned, the key with an evening routine that people overlook is that it sets you up for an awesome morning routine. Mm -hmm. So we have a finite amount of willpower for the day and decisions deplete that willpower. So any decisions that you can make the night before to set you up so that you can just go and do the more powerful pieces in the morning is really wonderful. The acronym for my evening routine is P. So it actually starts with the P is packing all your stuff for the next day. So if you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh my gosh, I've got to pack lunches. And oh, my son has soccer. I need to go find his jersey. You are just running around like a frantic mad woman Mm -hmm. trying to get all of these pieces. And then you're anxious because you're like, oh my gosh, what if I forget something? And it just, it can be very overwhelming. But in the evening, it's less rushed, less urgent. And you can think through the next day And then you don't have to worry about it. You're like, I know I've got everything. And on the off range chance that you forgot something, you've got another chance to remember it in the morning. Like it's not a big deal.
0: Yeah. And just doing that, you have less stress. Yeah. It leaves like maybe an extra 20 minutes instead of doing that in the morning.
1: Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's truly a game changer. Like if you do one thing in the evening to start this routine slowly, I recommend packing your stuff the night before. So bags, lunches, your handbag. Yes. Yes. You want to walk through the next day so that you make sure that you've packed everything that is relevant to whatever activities you have going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's your next one? So E is, like you mentioned, uh, empty the sink and clear the counters. And this just goes into our physical environment is a reflection and impacts our internal environment. And I understand you probably can't have a spotless house every morning. First place that you go is the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the first place I go for my coffee. And I'm assuming that's (laughs) pretty consistent for most people. So Again, like if you can do one thing, I would say to clean your counters and empty your sink so that when you stumble into your kitchen for coffee, that face isn't distracting. So you're not like trying to make your coffee and then like wondering if you should wash the pots and pans from last night. It, it, and then it's going to nag at you. So you either stop what you're doing and clean the dishes or you don't. And then you're just like, man, I got to do that. When am I going to do that? Should I do it now? Should I do it later? And it just it constantly weighs on your mental energy. So if you can do that the night before, I think that is wonderful. And it really will feel so much better in the morning when you at least have that one face that feels peaceful and clean. And I have to say one thing you
0: mentioned is that it's important for mothers to find their own routine. What Mm -hmm. we're talking about today, whoever's, listening should take it as an idea a suggestion Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. you think that one doesn't really work for you discard it but as long as we establish some sort of routine because it creates a certain structure and kind of comfort because you know what you need to do the stress isn't always there I have to say that when I read this I was like ooh. I don't really do that for me -hmm. (laughs) and I'm really really bad at it but because I don't work outside the home I don't feel rushed to do it but Mm -hmm. also because my partner he works like crazy hours so what happened is he would come home around supper time or later and he'd tell me don't clean we need to spend some time together so Mm -hmm. it was either spending time with him or cleaning and that's what happened so I got into this routine sometimes I do it. Sometimes I don't. But
1: yeah. (laughs) Yes. No, you make an excellent point. It's totally do whatever works for you. If if you're like me and your environment really nags at you or if there's another thing that is your one thing that you need to do, totally do whatever works for you. I just I totally advocate that you need to find those things that are hanging you up and find a way to take care of them in an automatic way, which is really creating a habit, which a habit fits into a routine. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of building these systems around the home, the things that are frustrating you. And so these were my top frustrations and the top frustrations of my audience. If your frustrations are a little different, no worries, just customize it to what works for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because some people might think, well, I'm not doing that. I have to do this and this and this. Well, it's a lot, but just choose whichever ones are important for you.
1: So A is assemble your outfit. And this goes into the similar concept of packing the night before because of the decision fatigue, trying to think of all the things. Mm -hmm. For example, I work outside the home two days a week. So Mm -hmm. I have professional dress two days a week. I like to get my outfit the night before so that I am not trying to decide what to wear because that takes away my willpower, even though it seems like kind of a benign decision. Mm -hmm. Another thing is that I do have a routine for laundry so that I should have the clean clothes that I need to wear for the next day automatically, but assembling my outfit the night before ensures that I have the outfit in mind Mm -hmm. and I like everything's clean. It didn't randomly get, you know, a kid's snot smear on it or something (laughs) (laughs) like what I want to wear, what, what I'm in the mood to wear is clean and available. So I pick that out. And then also I work out on the days when I don't go to my day job. And so I pick out my workout outfit. So just that thing is already taken care of. It smooths the way. It's one less decision, one less thing to do. And it's ready to go whenever I wake up. I know exactly what I'm wearing and all I have to do is put it on. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, like especially on the stay-at-home mom days, it's easy to slide into uh, just wearing whatever we wore to bed for the rest of the day. (laughs) So it's nice um, to get dressed if I need to run errands. An outfit is another thing that smooths the way for getting out of the house and going, going to do something. The next one, C is calendar and task review. And I love calendars so much and task lists. But what I found is that if I do this in the morning, which a lot of people do and advocate doing this in the morning, I would spend like all of my productive working time just reorganizing my calendar, reorganizing my tasks. And I wasn't actually moving the needle on anything that I wanted to get done. So I have to say, this is the only thing that has
0: changed drastically my my day-to-day life i mm-hmm. and i do it in the evening too and yes. when you wrote about that i was like yes oh my yeah. gosh I have this um, agenda like day to day and mm-hmm. the night before I write down what I absolutely need to do mm-hmm. appointments or calls or anything specific for the next mm-hmm. day a uh, grocery list that I need to yes. buy I found that I would get up or think about things during the night yes. and after I had kids forget it I couldn't remember things so <laughs> <Right>? accurately <laughs> as I did before so I, I have to write every Everything down, but the thing behind is, it's always visible, always in front of me, so I remember to do
1: it. Mm-hmm. You know, and the yeah. morning I just look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, I have to do this. I um the way I like to think about it is I'm a morning person, so in the evening I'm kind of brain dead. But I like to think of it like I'm my own personal assistant, so I am setting everything up the night before because that doesn't require creativity. It doesn't require a ton of effort. So I I look at my calendar. I know, like you said, I know what my appointments are. I know what we've got going on for the day. I know what my one most important task is and I prioritize what must get done, what should get done and what I'd like to get done. Just when I wake up the next morning, I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm not thinking about, oh, well, shoot, I I should do my errands in this order would be more efficient. I just, I don't even let myself reorganize. I just, whatever, my personal assistant self set up the night before, going, going for it the next morning. And that gives me, that I just wake up and get right into it. I get into the one powerful thing that's going to move the needle on my day or my business. And that is such a game changer because you can fetter away that time and feel like you're busy and working hard when really all you're doing is organizing your calendar.
0: How do you do it? Do you use your phone as your planner or do you use pen and paper? I know
1: everyone's different. I'm just curious to know. It's always evolving and this sounds really complicated and it's not, but my Google calendar is my reminder of, you know, that's where I keep the annual things like birthdays. That's where I put hard appointments, like kids, doctors appointments and whatnot. And I also keep ideas in there like, oh, the children's museum is open on this day, this day, this day, and open gym is on these days. And so those are kind of my ideas and hard appointments. And that's just kind of a running list over time. And then every week review my Google calendar on Sunday. And then I write my appointments and everything in a list on my phone. And then the night before when I do my calendar and task review, do my list for tomorrow on paper. And Mm. that is such a key because I was struggling because I liked electronic because it was easy to adjust things. So the idea of writing it all out. So I think there is a ton of value of having it on paper. But I find that if I do any sooner than the day before, it changes too much. And I'm not going to rewrite this thing every day. So I literally paper is what I do for the next day. Like I mentioned earlier, I have my top priority, my must do's, should do's, and would like to do's. That contains all of the information that I need for my day, and then I can stick to that. That's not overwhelming. If planning the night before and having this one sheet hard copy, because that helps me remember it, and then I don't get distracted on my phone, because it's just a piece of paper. If I'm looking for a task to do, I know I go to the paper and not my phone, because that's Mm -hmm. just dangerous. (laughs) For me, right. I
0: write it the night before for the next day and that's it. Yeah. Perfect. Just keep it really simple.
1: <laughs> and the thing that I should mention, so what I'll do is I'll take a picture of mm. my pay for the day. And so I have that information with yeah, me if I smart. need it. But often whatever my biggest, most important thing for the day is, is already done before I ever leave the house. It's done before my kids wake up. Less of a what word. time do you wake up? Uh, well, it depends. And I don't recommend starting at this. It's something I've definitely worked up to, but I usually wake up between 4 and 5 a.m. 4 and 5. Okay. So I think this is the the next one, right? Yeah. Acronyms? E is the last letter in P for the evening routine. And that is to make sure that you get enough sleep. So mm-hmm. that is a plan of what time you... You know how long it takes you to fall asleep usually and making sure that you have allotted yourself the number of hours, you know, they generally say eight hours, but some, some people need more or less. So again, customize whatever works for you. The evening routine is to pack your stuff, empty the sink and clear counters, assemble your outfit, calendar and task reviewed. E is to get enough sleep.
0: I find this is smart. You just count back to how many hours you usually need and just go to bed around that time. Exactly. Simplify.
1: That's it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I I do recommend waking up about the same time every day if you can, but that's not always possible. And so... Mm -hmm just making sure. And the other thing that I found is sometimes like I do sleep in one day a week. And so like, I like to account for that. And I'm going to stay up later and enjoy some time with my husband if I know I'm sleeping in the next morning kind of a Mm -hmm. thing. So then you don't miss those opportunities to go to bed later when you want to. Mm -hmm.
0: How do you sleep in when you have young kids? I'm like, yeah, that doesn't
1: happen for me. (laughs) Well, first sleep in is relative. And so I usually (laughs) wake up at four or five. So 630 is sleeping in. Uh. But I actually have a deal with my husband. And on Saturdays, I get up with the kids and he sleeps in. And then on Sundays, he gets up with the kids and I sleep in. Mm. So the kids are, you know, it's not a perfect system because sometimes they're noisy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But knowing that I don't have to be the one to leap out of bed when they need me. I mean, even that is just relaxing. Like I can just mm-hmm. live here and he gets up with them. So that has worked really well for us.
0: Okay. So let's talk about morning routines. Do you have an acronym for that? <laughs> before of course I, start? I
1: do. <laughs> Um, I feel like even when you build a routine, sometimes it, uh, you know, mornings can be just a little different or you're tired when you wake up, especially. So it's hard to remember if you've done everything, So I, I've been doing this for a really long time and I still love having an acronym because then I just, it's a nice, quick, easy way to check and make sure that I'm on track or I've taken care of everything that I want to. Mm -hmm. So the morning ritual um, acronym is rising and the R is roll out of bed. (laughs) Which sounds super simple, but if you've ever had a battle with your snooze button, then you know that it can actually be perhaps the hardest thing. What about you? Do you struggle to get out of bed or are you are you just a roll out of bed and go kind of girl?
0: I've never struggled. I'm really a morning person. Uh And I'm usually the one getting the kids ready and they come Mm -hmm. to me in the morning. So basically, if I don't get up, they literally take my hand and pull me out of bed. So yeah, Yeah. I have no choice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Something that I love is waking up before the kids, even if it's just 15 minutes. I just, for me, I find that when I wake up to the kids needing me, it's very reactive and I don't get a moment to myself and that reactive pattern Makes me irritable, <laughs> mm-hmm. to be totally honest, and a lot less patient. But you so, know what? I hmm. found, I and
0: I don't know why, but sometimes I wake up at 5, so I'm like, okay, I'll just get up. Mm-hmm. But like 15 minutes later, my daughter wakes up. Oh, yeah, And I'm no. I like, does she... No, I'm awake, and she's like, "Okay, I'm up," <laughs> every single time. And when I don't get up, she sleeps past five. You know, <laughs> like, okay.
1: They do. They've got some weird, like, bitey scent sometimes. <laughs> totally. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, like you said, maybe snooze isn't really an option for moms like they're, when their kids are waking them up. The science is that if you go back to sleep and then wake up again a few minutes later, then your brain has tried to go into a deep sleep cycle. And when you wake up 12 minutes later or whatever your snooze button is, you're actually waking your brain up at a terrible time. And so that is why you get the brain fog and then you feel exhausted and irritable because you woke your brain up at the wrong time, and it kind of needs to come out of that sleep. Mm -hmm. And so it's really best if you can wake up about the same time every day, because then your brain, your subconscious knows to slowly start waking you up so that you wake up at the perfect time in your sleep cycle. Mm -hmm. And whatever you do, don't hit the snooze, because that just pretty much guarantees jacking everything up. So what's the next one? The I is ingest water and light. So our bodies dehydrate throughout the night and our bodies are made up of mostly water. So the best thing that you can do to wake yourself up and get all of your body processes and systems going is to drink water and have my water bottle on my nightstand and it's room temperature water. And so I literally like roll out of bed, no snooze, reach for my water, start drinking it on my way to the kitchen to get my coffee. (laughs) Mm. I have actually read studies where they say that water will actually wake you up more than coffee does. I don't know if I'm totally on board with that. Mm. But water is definitely (laughs) amazing in the morning. It's funny because thinking
0: back, the one thing I remember my father doing every morning when he was still in his robe and he'd mm -hmm. go into the kitchen and drink one glass of water. Mm -hmm. That's something he taught us to do. But in winter, because it's so cold here, I prefer hot water. Oh, interesting. For me, the temperature of the water changes depending on the seasons.
1: Well, that's awesome. I mean, I guess any which way and again, like whatever works well for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the second half of this is light and I live in Alaska. And so in the winter months, so I guess around the solstice, our sun is only up for, I think it's around four hours when it's at... Crazy. It is. We do get twilight on either end of that, but... You know, the sun is actually only over the horizon and heaven forbid it's an overcast day and you I mean it gets light but you never see the sun, you know. So how so, do you get your energy
0: when there's <laughs> light? Where do you get yeah, your light?
1: The the biggest game changer for me has been what's called a happy light, and it's a full spectrum light that you turn on ideally when you wake up, and it can be just 10 minutes or longer, and you want to set it up so that it's not like straight into your eyes, but you set it up to the side of you so that it's kind of getting into your peripheral. So it's getting into your eyes. And this actually activates the vitamin D in your system, which I also take a vitamin D supplement. Mm -hmm. And, and this just really helps even a lot of people who have SADS, which is seasonal affective disorder which is people who really, they literally get depressed because there's no sun. This is a huge help for them. And even just any of us, I feel like, can benefit from having this full spectrum light first thing in the morning when we wake up. Because as humans, like, I mean, I guess I don't know what all the Eskimos and Alaska natives, how their systems work, but most of us, our circadian rhythms are based on getting that sunlight and that's what energizes us and starts us you know starts the day and my schedule is not conducive to not getting up and getting going until 11 in the morning (laughs) so Mm -hmm. we do this light so that we can kind of do it at our convenience get up get energized and people can just open the door
0: and then for a couple minutes Mm -hmm. outside Mm -hmm. but this is something I get in winter here oh it's tough so yeah thankfully you had suggested this and I applied it and oh my gosh, it's crazy. I get so energized yes. because of
1: this little light. Uh-huh. It is. It's amazing. It's truly like a game changer and It's something that's a pretty common discussion in Alaska, but I think some other people have never heard of it. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool deal.
0: I don't know anyone else that uses it, so probably that's why I've never thought of looking for something like this online, which Mm -hmm. I'll definitely add a link in the show notes about this if someone's interested to learn more about it. So what's next? So the S
1: is start moving and breathing. And I know a lot of people advocate doing a full-on workout in the morning, but honestly, like that has never worked well for me. I've been able to muscle through it and make myself go to the gym But then it's like so easy to fall out of that habit. Mm -hmm. And now being a mom, going to the gym first thing is just like literally not possible. (laughs) And uh, I don't, I just don't feel awake and ready. And I don't want to do a, I don't want to do a 30 minute workout video first thing or any Mm -hmm. of that. I've distilled it down into a much smaller exercise, I guess you could call it, but it gets the blood pumping. It oxygenates your blood, but you don't have all this time and effort and willpower to do a whole workout.
0: Mm -hmm. I did an episode where I talked with the mom who's actually, she's all into fitness and teaching, Mm -hmm. and she talks about adding these size exercises, and basically saying that if you only have five minutes to do some even stretching or little yeah. videos on YouTube, a lot of them are only nine minutes, 10 minutes, because yeah. that's what people allow themselves 10 minutes. Hey, that's not too bad. And then yeah. she says that once you get started, you feel good doing it. And you're like, okay, maybe I can do another five or 10. So it's just mm-hmm. saying I'll start small. And then sometimes it leads to more time.
1: Yeah, and this is even shorter. (laughs) This can be done in a minute or less. And so (laughs) (laughs) what I recommend is to start moving, you just pick some exercise that uses um, large muscles and kind of a full body exercise and you just do 10 reps. So whatever you have the least resistance to. Squats for me have always been, I don't know, oddly kind of fun. I feel like you get some momentum. They make me feel strong. So I'll just do like 10 squats. And then I have a breathing exercise, just kind of some deep breaths to really get my blood oxygenated. And it's amazing. Like even just 10 squats can help you just, you feel your heart pumping, you feel the energized blood going through your body, it tingles, it's just enough to get your mind and body in a good place without having to do a huge, long, sweaty, full on workout.
0: Or just even one thing I always think about is if you don't have time because you're too busy in the morning, you just park really far from the door Mm -hmm. and walk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Everyone always wants to park right next to the entrance. But Mm -hmm. I'm like, just park farther away. You'll walk, you'll get the light. If there's light, you'll go. That's a great tip.
1: Okay, your next one. So I is introspection, which is a word that I could find that started with an I that's basically <laughs> meditation. I'm like, <laughs> I did not see that on your website. <laughs> yes, I've, um, this has evolved a little bit. So meditation is something that has been so valuable, but I also have had so much resistance to it. It is mm-hmm. so hard. I like, know, me
0: too. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. So um, meditation is still something that's kind of new to me. I do a super basic, like, just try to clear your mind for one minute. <laughs> Again, going back to like the smallest practice, but doing it for one minute is better than nothing. And I actually only recently have worked up to a whopping five minutes. <laughs> but exactly Congratulations. Somewhere. Thank you, thank you. People talk about an hour and I'm like, that is insane. I can't even imagine what that would be like five (laughs) minutes. But you
0: talked about and I wrote this down, coffee meditation, which I found interesting and I think it's something that's easy to do. So how does this work? The coffee meditation.
1: So coffee meditation is like a way that I kind of tricked myself into doing meditation, because as I mentioned, like just clearing my mind is really difficult. And so a coffee meditation is where you are just you make your coffee and then you are fully present with your coffee and you just you feel how hot the mug is and you just notice all of the little things about drinking your coffee. And you can either set a timer for one minute, or you can do this exercise until you're done drinking your coffee. And it's Mm -hmm. just amazing, like the little things that you never notice when you're doing shots of coffee, you know, (laughs) and it's just it's a fun way to focus your mind on something. So you don't get the monkey brain or you're trying to push away your other thoughts, but it gives you something to focus on versus trying to focus on nothing.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Focus on your senses and, and exactly. sipping the coffee.
1: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good, good. Precisely. And then the next one is N, which is nail affirmations. And this again can be done in a minute. You can start small and just have one or two affirmations that are kind of goals, or you can set an intention for the day. There's a lot of flexibility in this. So the self-help world has been fascinating. I love the psychology of it. But what I've learned recently is the power of limiting belief in our lives. And Mm -hmm. it is really crazy how we don't even see them. They're very difficult to spot because we see them as reality. We don't see them as a construct that we've created in our own mind. So the key with affirmations is to rewrite these beliefs once we discover them. And I highly recommend working with a coach or someone who can help you see these things that you are not able to always see for yourself. And that has been a huge game changer for me. So I make time in the morning to work on affirmations which for me looks like writing them and I have several different strategies that I use for getting the correct affirmations and then practicing them daily definitely to make it a consistent habit of addressing your affirmations every day and in the morning is ideal because then it's it's in your mind and in your subconscious for the day do you
0: have them written down so you can see them visually every
1: day just you write them and you read them I just write them and I read them. I have one that I have used for quite a while now, and I have that one memorized. So a lot of times I actually say that one when I first wake up in the morning. Recently, I'm trying to be more consistent with affirmations throughout the day. So I actually have started setting alarms on my phone. Mm, And so, yeah, the ones that are really important things that I'm really working on that I know are going to be game changers, I just need to believe them with certainty. I put those uh, on alarms in my phone so that I read them and think about them throughout the day. That is genius.
0: I love this. I've never
1: done this before, but it's like you schedule
0: everything else. Why wouldn't you schedule your thoughts?
1: (laughs) Yes, it's truly, and it keeps it front of mind if it's something that's really important to you, but your affirmations should be important to you because you're wasting your time if they're not. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a significant thing for sure. Mm -hmm. What's your last one? So G is gratitude, and I cannot seek highly enough of gratitude, it's just amazing how when you see things in your life that are so incredible that you easily take for granted, and a lot of times we don't know what we've got until it's gone, and that is such a shame, and Mm -hmm. having a gratitude practice helps you appreciate the amazing things in your life while you have them, and then it also helps you realize that you have an amazing life, and you can then see even more amazing beautiful things in your life. Mm -hmm. So a gratitude practice is just truly, truly a game changer. And if you do one thing in this morning ritual, I would say gratitude would be be a place to start just when you wake up in the morning, at least think of three things that you're grateful for.
0: I want to mention something else that you had in a morning routine, which I thought was like simple, but fun to mention is just smiling. Like you get up, you smile. Mm-hmm. Instead Absolutely. of saying er, uh, or whatever, i yeah. just starting the day with a smile. And we all know that smiling is contagious. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you smile even if you don't feel like it. And you might say, oh, my God, I must look ridiculous doing this. I'm ridiculous <laughs> doing this. I'm just smiling <laughs> for no yeah. reason. But sometimes it leads to laughing. just yeah. And so it really this feel good vibe. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, the thing that is really fascinating about smiling and actually body language in general is that we know from it's pretty obvious that if someone is sad, their body language is going to reflect that they tend to mm-hmm. make themselves small, their shoulders are hunched forward, they may be crying, and this sort of thing. And that's very obvious. But something that is a lesser known fact is that in addition to your mind affecting your body language, your body language actually impacts your mind. You can do things physically with your body, fake it till you make it. Like you can just tell your body, okay, shoulders back, head up, smile, Exactly. Are
0: these only for mothers without kids around? Or do you do some of these and your kids are are around sometimes?
1: The morning routine is almost always before the kids get up. I just really find, I mean, I guess I can do pieces If the kids wake up, I roll out of bed right away. I can drink water and turn on my happy light. But even my kids don't like the happy light because it's very bright. So a lot of times they want to turn it off. Key for me personally, as it just really has to be before the kids wake up. And then the evening routine, I try to do that. So I do pieces of it when the kids before the kids go to bed, I try to well I try to pack all the stuff because that's kind of running around. I might need stuff out of their bedrooms. And then I try to clean the kitchen ideally before they go to bed because that could be noisy. And then putting my outfit together, reviewing my calendar and planning my sleep, that usually happens after they go to bed. Those pieces are more flexible.
0: So where can listeners find more about you? Talk about your course coming up. Rise and Shine course. Give us all the details about that.
1: Yeah. So you can find me on my blog, which is themamamatters.com, which is T-H-E-M-A-M-A matters.com. And there's loads of tips and tricks and routines, systems, lots of ideas that you can adapt for yourself. And then like you mentioned, the Rise and Shine mini course is actually a -A 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 program I've developed To help you master your mornings. So we've talked a lot about morning routines, but there are a lot of different options for each of those pieces. And I like to customize it and give people ideas to try different things that work for themselves. Mm -hmm. And we also just 15 minutes a day for eight days, you can learn the routine. And then we have a Facebook community where you can get accountability to build that habit over the rest of the month and longer so if you are really excited about a morning ritual, but you've tried and you've failed in the past and you're not sure what what maybe mistakes you're making, there's there's actually a post on the blog also about all of the common mistakes that people make that throw their mornings off and set them up for failure. So I have Tons of information for the course and lots of great info on the blog. And of course, if you ever have specific questions, you can always reach out to me. I hang out on Instagram most often. When my handle is at the Mama Matters. And... I'm on Facebook as well.
0: And I have to say I did the mini chorus. It actually <laughs> really helped. It does make a difference and you learn some trick on getting your morning started right and mm-hmm. energized, definitely. So one last question I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. So mm-hmm. we all know that being a mother, a parent is a roller coaster of emotions and experiences. Mm-hmm. Keeping motherhood inspired, what one thing have you found kept you inspired and energized throughout your mom journey?
1: You know, honestly, mom friends, like Mm. my friends who are moms who just get it, we all share tips and ideas and what we've learned, or maybe you just need to vent, or we just need to talk about those sweet, sweet moments with someone else who gets it. Motherhood is so unique. Like you just, you have no idea what it is until you experience it. And there's no way to really even explain it to someone who's not a mom. So, having friends or a community, even if it's online, of moms who Understand, like they get all of the things that we're going through. And even though we're all walking different journeys, there are some common themes, and we can all be there to encourage and support each other on the tough days and celebrate the awesome things. That has made motherhood, that has been the single most beautiful thing outside of my children and my family, of course, that's made motherhood so much more fun. Like I mentioned, I totally love chatting with mom friends. So that's what we're doing here. And it's been so fun.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Citrus Love, keeping motherhood inspired podcast. If you think someone would enjoy to listen to this episode, please share it with them. You can share the link wherever you're listening or go to our website at www.citruslove.com episode and the number where you will find the episode as well as all the information about the guests or the specific episode. The best way to get our podcast ranked is by leaving me a review wherever you're listening, two, three, four, five, six stars, whatever you feel reflect podcasts This will not only let me know what needs to be improved as well as what you particularly love. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll get the next episode. And thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye, guys.